This is a podcast from Tbilisi International Christian Fellowship, a gathering of many nations who are one in Christ. I wanted to share briefly today for eight or ten minutes from another verse in the book of Proverbs, from Proverbs chapter 25, verse 11, where Solomon says that a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. And actually, if you take the time to read through Proverbs, all those 31 chapters and those hundreds and hundreds of Proverbs, you realize that Solomon and the other wise sages of Israel actually have a lot to say about how we use our words. And that's one of the ways you can tell the difference between a wise person and a foolish person. A wise person uses words wisely and builds relationships with their words, and a foolish person uses their words to destroy others, whether intentionally or unintentionally. So you can tell if someone's a fool very quickly, they will tell you. Maybe not directly, but out of the heart, the mouth speaks, and we can't help sharing who we are with other people. And this verse about apples of gold and settings of silver, it makes me think of those 50 imperial Easter eggs that were crafted by Peter Carl Fabergé for the Tsars of Russia in the 19th and early 20th century. These beautifully, intricately carved and bejeweled eggs that open a nest and are just encrusted with jewels. And Solomon is saying that well-chosen words are kind of like that. Those eggs would have a certain value if you melted them down and tore the rubies and the emeralds off. Just like truth in its raw form has value, but that value is much increased when it is expressed in well-chosen and beautiful words. But there's something even further, because these apples of gold are in settings of silver. And Solomon is saying... Our words are like that. Beautiful, well-chosen words that are truthful are a good thing, but they are at their most valuable when they are expressed in the right setting. Right words to the right person in the right situation at the right time takes great skill, but a single sentence uttered fittingly and aptly can be a huge blessing to a person. And I wonder if all of us are as careful with our words as that jeweler crafting those eggs bent over his craft bench with his jeweler's magnifying loop in his eye would have been over his creation. Proverbs also says that the mouth of fools pours forth words, like this Niagara of words that is coming out of this hole in our face that we put so little thought to and we just blather and blather and blather and say whatever comes to our mind without any thought of the effect that it has on others whether it's building them up or tearing them down, whether it's giving life or giving death, whether it's of benefit or whether it's something that's detracting from people. Proverbs also says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. This little muscle is incredibly powerful. It builds communities and societies and civilizations, but it can also set all those things on fire, according to James, and just burn them to the ground. Think of the way a pharmacist carefully measures out their prescriptions. Measuring and putting the exact number of pills and medications in their packets and bottles to make sure that what they're dispensing is life-giving and not death-dealing. And Solomon is challenging us, think the same way about your words, in your friendships, in your marriage, in your relationships. 
Whether those words are being chosen with thoughtfulness and care to bless others, or whether it's just a useless torrent coming forth from your mouth that's actually destroying relationships. Think for a moment of negative, harmful, hurtful words that you have received in your lifetime. And I bet there are careless things that people have said to you that still kind of rankle in your heart. There is something cruel that, or at least quite thoughtless, that my fourth grade teacher said to me many years ago, and that still comes to my mind from time to time. And it makes me wonder, are there things that I've said that were thoughtless, that I thought was just a joke and I forgot about, but that has been nursing bitterness in someone's heart because of my lack of care for them? We really need God to forgive us for our careless, foolish words, don't we? I think so many words we speak may not come out of malice or a desire to hurt people. They're just an expression of our thoughtless self-absorption. We just want to get stuff off of our chest, dump stuff on people, and we don't even think about how they might receive it, whether it's going to be life-giving to them, whether it's going to build them up. And we forget that we're responsible not just for what we say, but how other people receive what we say. A word aptly spoken. The right word to the right person at the right time in the right situation. What we need is the virtue of prudence. Prudence is a very old-fashioned kind of word, but prudence is all about knowing what the good is in this situation and also knowing how to achieve that good. That's prudence. And prudence is not the kind of thing you can really learn from books. It's not something you can download from the internet. You acquire prudence over time as you live life, as you lean into relationships, as you grow in your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. We learn the skill of speaking wisely and loving other people with our words. You know, there's a lot of material out there on being a good communicator. And I think a lot of people think of communication as the way that they can use their words powerfully and persuasively to manipulate other people and to impose their will on them, and to get what they want from other people. But good communication, according to the Bible, is about doing good to others with our words. It's loving our neighbors with our lips and with our tongues. And I think the heart of good communication, truly good communication, is a heart that cares for other people. And a lot of our foolishness and thoughtlessness in the way we use our words in the ways that we inadvertently hurt and offend other people, may not come from a heart of malice or a desire to destroy, but it can come from a heart that doesn't really deeply love other people. And if we really do care about others, we're going to care about the words that we put into their ears. I think Solomon would invite us, before you go and meet with a friend, before you have a conversation with your spouse, take the time to prayerfully reflect and to choose your words guided by the Holy Spirit. It may even be, and it often is, that the Spirit tells you, just stay silent and listen and be attentive and be sensitive and choose the few words that you say very carefully. Do you know what? Our God is a speaking God. And God doesn't just lovelessly, thoughtlessly dump raw truth on us, not caring how we respond to it. God condescends to us. And these great truths of the gospel, the Holy Spirit brings to our hearts precisely, aptly, fittingly, piercing into our lives, our unique personhood, our unique situation to bring life and not death.
And since we share in the image of this God who speaks truth and love, we are invited to be imitators of our Father and also speak the truth in love. Not tearing down, even accidentally, but choosing to build up others with our words. As fits the occasion, Paul says, giving grace to those who hear. So let's pray and ask God for the power to do just that. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would forgive us for our many words that have been spoken thoughtlessly, lovelessly, foolishly. And by your grace, we pray that you would undo the damage that we have caused to others, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Lord, we ask that you would touch our impure lips with a coal from your altar. Purify not just our tongues and our mouths, but our very hearts, O Lord, so that we would be filled with love for others. That when words come from our mouth, they would not be a selfish expression of ourselves and our cravings and desires, but may they be words of love, words that give life, words that communicate Christ, words that build up others and give them grace. We ask this in the great name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. This podcast was from Tbilisi International Christian Fellowship. Learn more about us online at ticf-georgia.org. Thanks for listening.